are listening to episode seven of Ridiculously Happy People with me, Sophia Lemon, wedding and portrait photographer, softball player, and sweatpants lover. I'm here to help you tap into your creativity so that you can spend more of your time living your ridiculously happy lifestyle. In this episode, I'm sharing the wardrobe instructions I provide my clients for family portraits. I know it can be difficult to choose the right outfit for every member of your family, and these tips will help you plan your wardrobe for everyone from grandparents to parents to little ones. You can see the photos that go along with this episode at sophialemon.com seven, and get your questions answered in the Facebook community at Ridiculously Happy People. And that's spelled P-P-L. Thanks for sharing this podcast with a friend. If you've been planning a large family portrait this season, then your whole family needs to listen to this so that you're all coordinated. Do everyone a favor and send this along to them. It's easy from sophialemon.com slash podcast. Hello, ridiculously happy people. It feels like it's finally summer. It's been raining here pretty consistently for the last month, but I've been playing a lot of baseball and have finished up shooting my spring weddings. Now I'm in editing mode and transitioning into my summer family portrait season. Like I said at the top of this episode, I love sweatpants. There is nothing more comfortable or freeing than a pair of soft, loose-fitting sweatpants to lounge in. But I'd never wear sweats to work or really, around anyone who isn't a close family member or friend. While I think I look darn good in my favorite sweats, they're not the most flattering look. As I'm helping families plan for their upcoming sessions, I've been asked a lot, what should we wear? This is probably the most common question I get, because, well, when you're trying to create a beautiful and timeless family portrait, it's important that you choose the right clothing. Just Google bad family portraits to see why, and you'll find lots of hilarious outfits which make great Facebook profile photos and future blackmail material, but when it's time to tell your family's story, you really want to get it right, and you want it to last. Not long ago, it was popular for the whole family to wear white shirts and blue jeans. In fact, your Google search will probably return lots of matching outfits in family portraits. These days, however, the trend is to coordinate, not match, for a couple of reasons. First, this is the best way to show off each family member's unique personality. And second, not every outfit looks good on every person. Those white shirts will wash out most skin tones, and not every cut works on every body. So when my clients ask me, what should we wear? I feel their pain. It can be difficult enough to dress oneself, let alone making a small brood coordinate and looking fashionable while taking into consideration the weather, the backdrop, and whether or not the little one's outfits will show grass stains. But don't worry, it's easier than you think. Here's what you should wear. Neutral coordinating colors. Do not match. Like I said earlier, not every color or fit works for every person. Mix colors that go well together, but are not exactly the same. This is easiest done 
with neutral colors, which will also weather the years better than bright, bold colors. Patterns like plaids, stripes, and florals. You can even mix and match them, and don't be afraid to layer them with solid colors and textures like denims and lace. Fitted clothes. Tailored outfits will always look better than loose-fitting clothing. If you feel the need, wear Spanx to smooth out rolls. We all have them. And choose a cut that works best on each family member's body type. This doesn't mean a three-piece suit or tight clothing, but it does mean fitted clothing that hugs your body. Closed-toed shoes. There are few instances when you should go barefoot or wear sandals, but in general, most people should wear closed-toed shoes. This can include fashionable boots, dress shoes, and sneakers. Jeans. It is not an absolute, but don't be afraid of them, including torn jeans if that's your style. Sleeves. Of course, take the season into account when choosing the cut of your top, but most people should wear sleeves, and I'll get to why later. Layers. Often my clients like to get a little bit of wardrobe variety in their session, but let me tell you that with kids, you will not have time to change. Family portrait sessions usually move along rather quickly as we try to fit in as many shots as possible while children are cooperating. So by layering rather than bringing a change of clothes, you can quickly and easily change your look. Now, when you're picking your kids' outfits, there are a few specifics you should consider. Avoid dressing your little ones in short dresses because they have a tendency to ride up. If you subscribe to my tips in the last podcast episode about preparing your kids for your session, you will spend most of your session playing. Be sure that the outfit you've chosen to dress your little one in is playtime appropriate. And use spandex shorts if you are putting your child in a dress just in case. Try your best to hide diapers. Bloomer pants are a great choice, and a longer shirt, tucked in or not, will also help. It's not absolutely imperative that diapers are covered up, but I recommend that you do a wardrobe test run. If you find yourself fiddling with your child's clothing to cover up their midsection, diaper, or underpants, choose a different outfit. Be careful with accessories. Often children don't want to wear hats or scarves and will remove them. In other cases, they'll use them to hide from the camera. Remember that the important part is not the outfit, but the moments that are captured of your family. Just go with the flow if your child removes the accessories, and this will help avoid any crying fits. And finally, there are some things everyone should avoid wearing altogether. Unfitted t-shirts. This includes any kind of loose t-shirt or sports top. Anything with logos or graphics. In my experience, the only exception to this rule is children who cannot yet walk because they literally cannot object to being dressed in hilariously ironic and adorable clothing. Logos and graphics will absolutely distract from your faces, so avoid them at all costs. A plain t-shirt is better than any t-shirt with a graphic on it. Ball caps and practically any other kind of hat. Though you'll see hats in family portraits on Pinterest, 
that fashionable hat of yours will leave a shadow over your eyes and a red ring around your forehead. And if you're bald, don't even worry about it. It's a good look these days. Sleeveless shirts, strapless tops, and halter tops. This is not a hard rule, but I recommend that people wear sleeves. The brightest part of your photographs will be the most noticeable. Because our faces are generally always exposed to the sun and our arms often aren't, the skin on our arms is usually lighter than on our faces. This can be exaggerated in photographs and result in a very distracting arm situation. This will literally make your arms look bigger and they'll be totally distracting from your faces. You can get around this by wearing tops with sleeves or wearing a shawl or throwing a jacket over your outfit. Don't wear anything that shows your bra straps or underpants. Don't wear cargo pants. Don't wear all white or all black. Avoid Velcro sandals, any kind of running shoe or skate shoe or Crocs. Don't wear a Snuggie. I've never seen it happen, but I thought I better put it on the list just in case. And don't wear hoodies. You should also avoid short dresses. A short dress can significantly limit your ability to pose comfortably for your photos. Test out your favorite dress to see if it's appropriate for your session by sitting on the ground. If you cannot comfortably sit in it, it will be best to choose a dress that is a bit longer or opt for pants. I've worked with a number of women who have felt a little bit self-conscious about flashing the camera, so make sure that you definitely do this test run before you arrive at your photo shoot. There you go. You're looking fabulous now. It's easier to dress for family portraits than one might think. Practically any pattern and texture is great, and you can feel free to mix and match styles to show off your personalities. By focusing on cuts that look best on each individual family member, everyone will arrive at your session feeling confident. And when you mix neutral colors, you'll be sure that your family portraits will still look great in 20 years. To see the photos that go along with this episode, and to contact me directly, go to sophialemon.com seven. You'll also be able to download a copy of my Picture Perfect guide there, which has all of these tips on it in a sweet little app, which you can just pop on your phone and access at your own convenience. If you need a little more guidance on this subject or are looking for some more inspiration, you can join the community on Facebook at Ridiculously Happy People. And you can follow me on Instagram for more sneak peeks and shenanigans at Ridiculously Happy People. And remember, that's PPL. If you like what you hear, I highly recommend that you subscribe at sophialemon.com slash podcast. And you can share the love by leaving me a five-star review at sophialemon.com slash review. Finally, I want to thank Benjamin Edward for my super cool caricature and Ben Sound for my awesome beats. Thanks for listening and see you soon.